Hello, everybody, for another episode of your favorite D&D podcast, probably. It's Cheaper by the Dungeon <laughs> with myself, DM Seth, alongside uh, the boys. Uh, we got Adam. Hello. Connor. The boys. And Jacob. It's me, one of the other boys. Uh, today, uh, no, no real bit because I wanted to read a little bit of the feedback we got. Remember in the last mid-roll, I called out for some <laughs> physics feedback? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. Bring it on. Well, guess what, guys? They only had nice things to say. We were too hard on ourselves. I think we were our worst critics. Hey. I literally have a comment here that was like, you know, if I can't turn off my brains for a little bit with some wacky shenanigans, I probably need to listen to something else. It's like, you know what? You're right. That was a backhanded <laughs> compliment, but okay. This is yeah. all fake. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is all in our heads. Yeah, I know. I kind of backhanded. <laughs> I kind of um, like how stupid it is. <laughs> anyway, it's pretty dumb, but like, I can be like, ignore it for a bit. Screw physics. Screw feet. Screw measurement. We love you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. But everyone was super nice, so thank you. We were we were expecting people to be like, worst podcast ever, and uh, or 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 just be like, that's not how the moon works. They should be dead from air or something like that. This episode starts with a retcon of all three of us dying. <laughs> and this is the beginning of our new show. Moon stuff. <laughs> where we, where, where I want to listen to that. You know, actually, there's a podcast. I don't know if so is going on. I listened to it like a year and a half ago or something. I haven't listened to it since, so clearly it didn't catch my attention. Except it did for one episode, which it was like uh, this girl, and she's super into rocks, and she was just like pick up a rock and she talk about it. It was like 15 minute episodes, and she just talk about rocks, and it was oddly like. Peaceful. We're going to hear back like from meditation. her next week, and she's going to be saying, Guys, my channel exploded. We just got so many <laughs> downloads because of our reference. I, there you go. You're welcome. I wish I could shut it out right now. Uh, maybe uh, Seth, editing Seth, edit in and be like, Hey, it's the Rock Podcast. Maybe it's taken down. I don't know. Maybe this was a fever dream. Hey, uh, editing Seth here. Uh, I tried to find this podcast that I was talking about. I clearly remember it in my head. I get a picture of the art and everything, but I looked for 25 minutes searching all types of rock podcast. A lot of it went to music, which was unfortunate, but I, I could not find it. If somebody can find it, please let me know, because uh, <laughs> I, now I want to listen to it, but uh, I can't. So, uh, yeah, I didn't find anything. <laughs> Smooth transition from fever dream to another fever dream, which is Godzilla versus Kong. Ooh. We here at Super Mario Dungeon, we almost always see the the uh, Godzilla movies together. We might not do it this this time around for obvious reasons, um, uh, but I still wanted to talk a little bit about it and get your guys's gauge because this the movie comes out this week. So when you guys are listening to this episode, it'll already be out. So you'll probably already have been graced by the the sweet monkey punches. Uh, but guys, Kong, Godzilla, which one? Neither. They're going to team up. That's yeah, my prediction. I, By the end, I, there's, there's going to be some other foe that is even worse than the two of them, and they're going to have to team up. No, scrap that. I, we, 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 it's the spirit of Kong versus Godzilla. We know everyone knows that's going to happen. Everyone knows. There's going to be at least one fight between Look, them. I think because I've seen it in the trailer. Just like I, if they actually I, hated each other, who would win? And we, we all know there's a big bad. But I'm going to wait for the Snyder cut. 
<laughs> It'll be six hours long. I have to lean Godzilla. Seriously. Just like outrange him with the breath, like the atomic breath, and just like. I have a hard time believing his monkey skin can withstand that. Yeah, but we're th- what about his back A? Because like we're thinking King K rule versus Donkey Kong, right? You know, or his back air is really what it should be. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> All I think is that he was Kong was already so strong in his movie, and he's like like five times bigger in this one. Like he grew like I, five times. Wait, I agree. I think I think the I think Kong's leg up on the situation is his ability to use tools. Like in it, like to be able to like adapt and find different like methods of attack. Like Godzilla's pretty like set in his methods of attack. They're very powerful. Yeah. But he's not exactly like thinking outside the box regularly. Yeah, because Godzilla's Godzilla's like really creative. Godzilla's like the king, and so he fights whenever it's necessary. But Kong fought on that island for like who knows how long. So Kong is like battle ready. That's true. He's more battle hardened. Godzilla's more of a, a literal sleeper pick because he's always under the ocean. Yeah, except chilling. he is freaking so powerful. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he doesn't need to like, bite his time. He still, okay, became, he still became the apex. So, I mean, like, clearly he's got some skills and some power behind it. But, but, I, but, I think but this is like a Rocky Balboa situation coming up where, like, the, the fighter is ready to fight the last boss type of thing. <laughs> I, I personally predict the the big bad is going to be the Godzilla from 2000. Godzilla 2000. Ew, like the T-Rex <laughs> Yeah, thing. all the little eggs that hatched, it's going to be all of them. Oh, I man. think, I think, you know, whichever way you lean, Godzilla versus Kong, that's one thing. But we need to talk about the real issue, which is Kong versus Godzilla's son. Did you know that Godzilla does, in fact, have a child? And I'm going to show you the picture right now. Wow. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to paste it in the Discord chat. Are we going this back is to like the originals? Manila. Oh what? what? This is Manila. <laughs> this is. Oh, please, man. everybody, look up Manila for a picture. You will not be disappointed. So <laughs> this cute. is Godzilla's son. Um, <laughs> and you know what? He kind of looks like they had him together, Godzilla and Donkey Kong. He kind of does. Mean, like, King Kong. But, however, would you like to know what makes Manila so overpowered? It's his abilities, which are and include atomic smoke rings. Instead of atomic breath, he blows, like, almost vape-like smoke rings oh <laughs> that are atomic energy. Uh, Seth, I'm not are, even joking. You are losing our Japanese audience because you're making fun of their beloved Manila. We're no, I'm not it. losing. I should, they, I'm embracing their audience because giving it legitimately... Another one of his abilities is size changing. Specifically, he shrank down in one movie down to human size so he could talk with um, uh, a young boy uh, <laughs> and, and they went across the Japanese streets and, and he like helped him. But there is some debate as to whether he can actually do this because in All Monsters Attack, that movie, Manila did size change, but it was kind of like a dream fantasy sequence where the boy was like envisioning bo- like young Godzilla or Manila. That was the clear um, highlight of the film. But... In Go Green Man, that movie, uh, he also has the ability to shrink and grow, but he was only allowed to do so when commanded by Master Mao. So it's like anything can he, can involving he human sequences in these movies is a waste of time. 
all that matters. Yeah. Every but time. he can also talk. Manila can talk. That's the one bad thing about him, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I just have a question. Why was he named after one of the plainest things on the planet, the Manila Envelope? I thought you were going to talk about the uh, Manila wafers. And I was like, that's vanilla. I thought you were going to say vanilla. Yeah, like I thought Connor was probably going to say vanilla this whole time. I was about to pounce on him. No, no. <laughs> we were ready to tear you apart. <laughs> you Look, idiot. He's saying of, vanilla. Uh, those little, this isn't a repeat of those creatures from back in the forest. What were they, Connor? I, I, I can't. I'm not saying anything. Swinga. <laughs> <laughs> Wangos? Like Pringles. Um, but either way, I, I, you know, this whole intro bit <laughs> was all just to introduce everyone to the wonderful world of Manila, because I found him this morning, because I was looking at Kong Godzilla stuff, and I was like, what is this? And then uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't not look away. He looks like one of the things from that, like, Dinosaurs TV show, you know, the, the like, 90s one. Look, Godzilla, the original Godzilla stuff had some, some pretty crazy sequences, and, uh, you know, like giant space turtles with rocket legs. Like, so I mean, oh, it did. I'm and the surprised. the newest Japanese type one, like the Shin Godzilla one, is arguably like the best that Godzilla movie that's ever been made. Mm-hmm. And it's like the classic like Godzilla look that goes with it. Either way, I'm totally hyped for it. Everybody watch it this week, and then when we next record, and when everybody hears it in the next episode, we will give. Hopefully a non-spoilery review. It'll probably just be like, oh my god, the punch is <laughs> sick! Yeah, stuff like that. But uh, everyone's homework, who listens to the show, your homework is to go out or, or stay at home and be safe, obviously, and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, watch the movie. <laughs> I think it's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, right next to like Caillou or something. Look, it's like ten minutes in. We should probably start this eventually. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Fine. Womp womp. Um. All right. Time for a recap. So, the gang was on the moon. They were in the city of Glimpse, and they were stuck in that air bubble. There was a huge puzzle there that they were trying to solve of how to get across the moon's surface without air. Uh, it took literally like an hour. Uh, but they figured out a way, and they made it there safely, uh, and were somewhat helped by a random assassin, Hippo Man, named Guntram, who was sitting there uh, next to a little campfire on the moon in his own little air bubble. Uh, he helped you guys get bubble bugs so you could survive on the moon, but he also was talking about how he previously was talking with Zippy, and he was wondering where you guys were. Probably he was talking to clone Zippy, or, or fake Zippy from the ammo company down on uh, Ohm. But... He conversed with you guys for a bit, somewhat gave you some hints as to hitting some crystals on the dark side of the moon, which is where the, the ruins are that you needed to head to, to find the the map, potentially, to the Grand Treasure piano pieces. But uh, he also said that he was there to try and assassinate Serial and the kid. The kid probably being the, the person who can sever the tether connections from the gods uh, that Crit was mentioning before. So, you guys left that location, safe and sound, uh, had some conversations on the way, but then ended up in the, the underneath the surface of the moon with a lot of basically spinning buzzsaw creatures, epic driving sequence commenced, and you made it on the other side with your bike intact and most of everyone's eyes still working. <laughs> then, 
<laughs> Sorry, Connor. <laughs> then you guys were driving because you saw in the distance a city. It was a, it was like the silhouette of a silly city, a nighttime city with like the windows filled with lights and stuff off in the distance. But as you were driving, a flash similar to Serial's flash that you were seeing in the distance before was shining. Something was following and heading in your direction. This red flashing light. Could it be another gazer? Could it be something else? Hmm? We don't know. But you guys were driving along a road and there was a sign that said, Glimpse Wesnian Outpost. And you kept driving. And that's where we are now. You guys are on the bike, Zippy. You're at, uh, not the wheel, but, you know, the steering for the bike, the handlebars. And you're driving down this road. That was pretty crazy back there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wish I could have seen it. Uh, I don't think you wanted to. It was really insane. We had, like, these giant... uh, uh, spinning discs with like crystal teeth on them. It was brutal. Um, Seth, is the red light still flashing? Yep. This red light seems to be quite a ways off, but you know it, it's still following. It's like bouncing. It like goes down and then up. It's like something is like jumping almost, like a rabbit, like boom, boom, boom. But it's flashing every periodically, like every ten seconds. Fellas, you mentioned there was a red flashing light earlier. Is it still coming? Should we be concerned? It's hard to tell what it's doing. It, it's moving in an odd pattern of up and down, and it's, it's flashing. I I don't know what to make of it yet. I guess we'll just stay on course for now, but, but Norman, try and keep an eye on it. And, you know, I don't want anything coming at us from behind that we, well, that we don't see. I will do. And, and Seth, I just want to look back one more time. Like, we got the red flashing light, but Serial's light was not red. It was, like, a white color? Yeah, it was white. Do we? Do I see... Like, trying not to throw off the balance of the bike too much, I, am, I do want to look back, and I want to see, is there any white light flashing at all? You look back, and you only see red, and it, like, pulses every now and then. It's not, like, a consistent brightness. It's just pulsing. You know, I'm beginning to get nervous that maybe Serial, um, maybe that flashing has nothing to do with Serial at all. Maybe it has to do with something bad happening back at the at Glimpse. Uh, like, you know, maybe something was destroyed or um, like an explosion. I don't know. Well, it, it can't be, be but... anything we did, right? We've just been out here. You know, my other fear is that maybe it had something to do with Crit. You know, maybe Serial caught up to them and that little child that he had Robin, I think, was their name. Uh, I, I don't know. I, you know, but we're we're almost where we have to go to get the clue for the grand treasure. You know, we we have to stay on point, otherwise, you know, crit sacrifice would be for nothing. Uh, so so I say we go on forward, but I will keep an eye back to to see if anything develops. Well, regardless, we're coming up really close to these ruins. Ooh, right on point. And as you're driving, you can see. The buildings come into view. Tall skyscrapers that actually look almost like skyscrapers, like 
modern day-ish built skyscrapers with some skywalks between them. But the lights that are on the windows actually aren't really lights. They're actually markings, drawn gazer symbols, like the ones you use to teleport from Ohm to the moon. And you can see they're like patched on the walls, other places. It looks like they're kind of their versions of almost elevators or potentially a way of the old Wesleyan people traversing this city. But this is unlike a city you've ever seen. Orem doesn't look like this. Takul didn't look like this. This is like massive. And you're driving down these actual streets. Wow. So freaking cool. And you can see overhead, ooh, as the red flashes, there's this large, almost moon-like object hanging in the sky. It only is illuminated when the red pulses. You can see the light wraps around it, and you can see it's kind of like a, a moon that is cracked open like an egg. And it's like just floating there in the sky, quite a ways above the skyscrapers. And you keep driving and turning and going down the... Thankfully, this city and the roads are grid-like. It's it's not like it's not like a bunch of one-ways or, or windy, curvy roads. It's very grid-like, very structured, and you just keep going straight. Everyone, make a perception check. Oh, well, it's a natural one. Don't even need to roll a second. <laughs> <laughs> Darian, honestly, probably what would have happened even if you didn't get a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> I got a natural 20. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that's better than my 22. Nice. Uh, a little glimmer, a little light catches your eye from inside one of the buildings, and you pull the bike to a halt, Sippy. And you dismount as you look in through these windows, but the windows are all smashed out. This is a ruinous area. There's no real windows or glass. There's just muddied rocks and everything. But you can look inside, and it seems like this was once almost like a restaurant or something. But since you rolled the nat- natural 20, you go inside, open the door, and you look. There's like booths, but they're like stony and decrepit. Like, like it's very ancient. Imagine a restaurant from today, but it's like a thousand years in the future, right? You see a sign on the wall. It says Hooters. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing like like the the Blade Runner movie, the newer one, where they go to like the desert area and it's like an old mm. casino and it's like yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. But you look under a booth and you see some shoes and a little monocle placed on top of these boots. And the glimmer of light caught your eye for some reason. Do you want to pick him up? Uh, yeah, I'll pick. I'll, I'll pick it up. I mean, look, it's just it, it was glittery, and I, I like I like shiny things. I, I I am a man of 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 like I I may be a rabbit, but I like shiny things, you know. And that's not a stereotype. Okay. <laughs> no one said it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You pick up the monocle. And I'll just tell you, you can recognize brushing off some dust. Somehow this has been preserved. But it's gazer glass. It's a gazer glass monocle. Essentially, you have your own personal little telescope that you can use to, you know, if you're standing on one of the symbols to another symbol, 
you can use it and zip around without the without the telescope. Wait, so you have your own. Wait, what? So the, this thing allows me to go, transports me to different gazer platforms. Mm-hmm. Only where there's gazer platforms available, though. But are there a lot? Not not just here, but anywhere. Uh, no, there's not too many anywhere. But however, the boots that you got as well. You look on the bottom, and they have two symbols like imprinted the bottom of their feet. These are really old, grody boots, but. On the soles of these boots, you can see there's gazer symbols. And as you lift them up, you can see two small gazer symbols imprinted on the ground. Henceforth, with these boots, you can create two points. Oh. Hey. Get it? Yeah. So, you can make so like, one symbol I... one place, another symbol somewhere else. And if you need to, zip, zip between, no matter the distance. Get me off this moon. But like, however, for long distance, the telescope will be needed. Monocle is for short distance. <laughs> so, like, to go back to like, I couldn't just like, like, think of like the uh, the the platform we left from from down down on Earth, right? On Ohm. Yeah, but you need a telescope to get to that one, yeah. Right, right, right. But but like any of these platforms, you said there was different platforms around this area. I could just use. Yeah, if you saw one, like, say, there's a skywalk between two skyscrapers, and there's usually, like, um, symbols over, like, attached to the buildings just over where, like, the building meets the bridge, you could zip right up there. Oh, well, they don't call me zip for nothing, right? <laughs> I'm slow- and never say I didn't give you nothing on an at 20. I'm slowly becoming more of my namesake. Guys, look at look at these cool boots and, and monocle eyepiece that I have. I don't think the monocle looks too good on me, but I'll keep it. You know what? It gives you a really sophisticated look. It really makes you look like your intelligence went up by like 100%. Oh, that doesn't look right on my stat sheet, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, Seth, just quickly while we're stopped, you know, all these runes are around us. Um, I look at the tattoo I have with Mir's blood on my arm. And it's, as far as I know, it's this, as, as far as Normandy knows, it's the symbol of Westnia. Like, it's kind of like the, like, it's like their sigil, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, do I see any of that paraphernalia, like that icon iconography on the buildings? Do I get any kind of, um, I guess I just want to know if I see any connection between the two. Like the, the writing Make on the walls. investigation and, check. Ooh, Okay. I hope I roll good. Oh, 13. With a 13, you just see on the ground in this restaurant as you follow Zippy in, you're looking behind the counter, and you can see on the floor underneath something circular, and you pick it up, and you're brushing it off, and it's grimy and old and corroded, but you can see faintly this probably was a coin in Wesnian times, and it does have a symbol, like that Wesnian symbol on it that's on your arm. I I take it, and I, with my thumb, I brush off, and so I can see kind of like in the dust and the smear, the symbol. Hey, let me see that. I might get a good look with my monocle. Oh, yeah, sure. Look, Zip, it, it matches my tattoo perfectly. Does it? Look. I mean, yeah, I guess it's it's pretty similar. I don't know. It's like not all a, circles are the same, you know? 
I don't know. It yeah, looks I, about the same to me. Which, <laughs> <laughs> Darian, that was good. O- over this here, is Darian. So good. Over here. We're over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Darian, you know, I appreciate the liberty, though. Darian's still standing by the booth where Zippy found the boots in Monaco. He hasn't really moved. Uh, Seth, can Norman and I see anything? Like, it looks just very much the same as uh, Adam's tattoos, eh? Uh, yeah. It, it seems to be pretty much the same symbol as far as you can tell it's a very old coin but you can tell the bits and pieces there to make up the symbol it's not like a chocolate coin like if i bend it like what happens no zip don't <laughs> you try to bend it and it's so old and corroded it it just snaps oh! <laughs> well now we can share it there's uh, it's well, your piece <laughs> well then maybe we could share the boots that you found norman why did you get a wesnian symbol tattooed on you in the first place why oh Wesnia? well it's because uh Master Matsumura, the monk who trained me, you know, the, he was uh, taught with the way of the, the calm cloud, and they originated from Wesleyan times, and, and one of their symbols that they had was of this Wesleyan flag, uh, because apparently the calm cloud monks dated all the way back then, and when we first discovered, you know, through your vision, uh, old Westia, um, it matched that same symbol, and I knew that that was a tattoo that I was missing, it was part of my heritage, so I... I had it engraved with Mir's blood back when we fought that god. Uh, well, we didn't really fight it. He he was fighting Turek, but... Um, yeah, so now it's always a part of me. Getting a tattoo from Mats- Master Matsumura, I guess it's kind of like getting an ex-boyfriend's name tattooed on you. You probably regret well, that now, don't you? Well, no, because, you know, the way of the calm cloud, you know, their virtues are still good. I, I try to cling on to those, as we all do with any relationship we have. Try to remember the good and... and go from there I, I hope anyway Darian does does that does that uh, reference the boyfriend thing kind of make sense with like your dad carving his pain onto your heart it's the same thing oh we've talked about this before oh <laughs> I'm do you mind elaborating a little zippy on what you mean by that not really. It was a- Do you guys want to grab a booth? <laughs> uh, D- DM, I'd like to look. At, is there like any back doors to like an office space or anything? Uh, you look, and there seems to be like an entranceway. There's no doors or anything. It's just like open doorways. But you can see it leads into a back area, which was probably a kitchen, as you can like see. But all of this doesn't look like from it. This is not clearly like tavern stuff, right? I'm just trying to discern. You know, was there any sign of like violence, or is everything still neatly scattered? Like, has it been pilfered? Is everything still neatly hanging? Like, what's its state? Well, to me, this seems like a like a civilization that's been gone for like years. Yeah, you know, it's, I... it's hard to tell if there was like violence, but you could probably assume, piecing together that you know the buildings are relatively intact intact like all the damage in the buildings is just you know from time uh but it, it seems like potentially just naturally abandoned decaying yeah abandoned okay that story i read about the the two moons um that we've kind of figured out was likely the observation of a division happening do we know do i have any kind of idea of what the date of that was of that that account to that that story that account would have been about 1200 years ago for you in Feywild time 
you guys, from what you've been describing in the sky, I think it's, I think that fractured object floating, I think is the, the shell of a division. I wonder if, if that process is what wiped them out here. It seemed to be in pretty close proximity and Mm. I'm sure there was quite the overwhelming power that emerged from that. A division? What's that? It's a great video Valentine game. Valentine taught us back in uh, his... Oh, uh, yeah, the PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> yeah. But that the gods, when they go through a division, they they enter into a, a chrysalis or, a, or an egg-type state where the two new bodies of the gods are formed. And so I... I from a story that I read growing up from back in the Feywild... I think if you're a patron, you can find the original document to read it yourself. You can... There was an account... <laughs> that, <laughs> there was an account of the gazers observing a division. They saw a second moon in the sky. I wonder if this was it, and it's come to the dark side of the moon, so they couldn't see it anymore, but if that's what really took out this city. Or at least it would be reason for them to leave, because who knows <sighs> what they were expecting to come out of there. Yeah, maybe it was abandoned before the results. I wonder if I'm going to go to the window of the the diner and I'm going to look up at this cracked, quote unquote, this cracked egg. You go out to the window and, and stare up. And you can actually notice in the sky now, there's lots of like gray specks just floating in and floating around, kind of like dust in the air. It's more closer, like it, the dust gets more concentrated as it, as you look closer to the moon like it seems like it's almost raining down but it can't rain down because of the gravity but uh yeah you look and it it seems like a moon that's cracked open like an egg I wonder if there's a way that we can get up there and see what do you guys think of yeah one get it I'm kind of wary about getting up there if it is the, the product of a division of the gods then oh man that sounds like a death wish to me but what do you guys? We still have the piano key on us, right? We do. Yes, there's supposed to be a key here that is supposed to unlock on how we're going to be able to find the remaining pieces. We haven't pressed it in a while, and I wonder if it would resonate at all to lead us closer to it if we if we used it or something. That's not a bad idea. But did you describe there was a larger? There was a larger structure in this city, right? One that kind of stood above the others? Yeah, I definitely... Lay, well, there is. It's it's right... It's close <laughs> to the egg. It is, it is. You can see there's almost a CN Tower-esque type building or Empire State, uh, Empire State Building type tower uh, that stands taller than the rest. It doesn't fully reach the moon, uh, obviously, but uh, it, it is the tallest tower. I feel like if there was going to be some kind of object or method of using this key to find the other pieces, as we're led to believe it's here, that, I don't know, it seems like that would be our best bet. And you don't want to use the key now for fear of something happening, or...? Well, in the past, I've known it to make a lot of noise, and we're we're kind of being pursued, last I heard. It might be a little bit of a homing beacon to whoever's after us. I think that's true, a good idea. True. I think it's a good point. Maybe we should wait until the last moment to use it. That's a good idea, then. 
All right. Well, I guess we we should just head to the to the big tower down the down the way. We can speed there pretty fast. I'd say we we need to just get this out of the way, guys. Here, Darren, I'll lead you to the bike. You all hop on the bike, and you see the tall tower as it illuminates with a flush of red light. Uh, you head towards the tallest tower in the city, heading down the streets. It seems abandoned. It seems spooky probably haunted but you're going down and then you take a right and a left and you end up into this almost courtyard it's almost like a little park area and i say it's like a park because it's it's filled with foliage you see it's this wide open area right in front of the tall tower that reaches up and is directly underneath the moon this this fake moon Egg Moon, I guess. Eggman? Oh. What was the name of his egg? You remember? remember? Okay, side tangent. Sonic Battle Adventure Battle Two. Remember <laughs> that Egg Moon? It's not that, but maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I had We're to get sued. I'm sorry. But you're here in this courtyard, and you can see the walls of the towers here have this foliage growing off them, like moss, but it's gray it's gray flowers blooming off the side but they don't seem to be alive and there seems to be the dust it was actually gray flower petals and it's raining down from where the egg crack is down into this courtyard where there is a large statue of this queen like queen like statue with this royal presence with their hands cupped down onto the ground and the statue is like kneeling on both knees but they have a queen crown and you can see this face has four eyes it has eyes where humans would have eyes and then another set slitted in below and this wide mouth wider mouth that that like just kind of like droops down you've never even seen or heard of a race that looks like this but you could probably assume it's Wesnian. But the statue is kneeling and it has its hands cupped onto the ground. And it's quite a large statue. Think of like a, a, the size of a giant. It's kneeling down and its cupped hands are touching the ground in this almost like park that's just infested with these gray flowers. And this is at the base of the tower? And this is in the little courtyard area right in front of the tower. It's like, think of like the the city where it like opens up and there's a little park in the center square that's surrounded by skyscrapers. And uh, and is there like a bubble around this city or are we still counting on our bugs right now that are on our backs? Still counting on the bugs. So make sure we, we defend these bugs at all costs, gentlemen. Seth, I don't recognize anything about this woman in particular from my uh study like of this of the the choir books at the calm cloud monastery nope. okay nothing i'm gonna say actually i'll give you a history check just oh, in case come on oh, oh my gosh six plus four ten <laughs> Man, that stings. You know 10 facts about her. Oh, wow. She likes pierogies. Who doesn't, likes... though? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. doesn't tell me anything. Uh, no, you, you, don't, you don't know anything. Anybody likes pierogies. 
I'm, I will. What? I'll roleplay that. I'm going to say, Darian, there's a woman. There's a statue of a woman. It's enormous. And it looks like a, if I had to guess, a, a Wesleyan person, and she's kneeling on the ground and cupping something as if she's planting a seed or, or protecting a small flower. Hmm. Well, I think we should get off this bike and and kind of check this area out. Let's park it behind her so that you know, just in case, you know, you know, one sees it or tries to steal it or anything. Yeah. That's All pretty right. odd, though. You know what? She probably likes pierogies. You know, I got the same sense. Actually, it's weird. <laughs> uh, I parked the bike, Seth. You circle around the park, and you can see that there's like it is like a little city park. Nothing major. Uh, it's not like Central Park or something, but uh, you can see there are some like pathways and sidewalks that go through it, but they're mostly overgrown with like vines and these gray flowers blooming. You drive around and park behind and you can see, yeah, there's the tall tower right behind her and you can see just her stone uh, like back and it's just this dress that like goes back and and her feet are exposed on the bottom and she's barefoot and and like she's still in like the two knees touching the ground kneeling position um quick question the the flowers in the garden do they resemble the shape of the blue flowers completely as you recall from uh from valentine when gods divide in a brief moment uh, or a brief period of time after they've divided the blue flowers bloom but then die soon after as soon as i jump off the uh bike dm i plant uh plant one of my heels in the ground beside the bike i'd like to go up to some of these flowers and and pluck some of the petals and put them in like a container that i have you've got some gray flower petals i'm gonna say like maybe like a bouquet's worth like i'm just grabbing tons of them and okay. I will brush one with my thumb to see if they're just coated in dust or if they're actually just gray. Uh, yeah, you brush it. doesn't seem to have real dust on it. But as you brush it, it seems to like fall apart. They're extremely fragile. Okay. So as you brush it kind of roughly, you see it just it literally turns into dust in your hands. Okay. I'm going to raise my voice and call back to the guys on the bike. I'm going to say, if Lou Blonger could, was was here many years ago, he would have been thrilled. These are exactly the same flower that Valentine described, the bl- and the ones that are the, that match your leg, Darian. He did say they bloom from a division, so that, that seems to seems to line up. Are we? Uh, are we? Darian, what if we? What Darian? What if we rub some of these dead flowers on your leg? Do you think that would make your flower dead? You know, like one uh, bad egg spoils the lot, you know, or one bad apple or something. Maybe if we get some dead flowers. I rubbing, could try you know. to, I could try to, like, extract some juice from it, and maybe you could eat it, and it would, and it would make Ooh. your flower dead. Maybe we make like a right. steep tea. So, from the methods we know of at this point on how to get rid of the flower, the results tend to be me almost dying. So if we're gonna do that, let's maybe wait till we're back into. A more controlled environment. But sure, if you can get some nectar or something from it, why not? Well, I got a whole bouquet's worth, so, you know, we'll keep it noted. Put a pin on it. Um, Dim, is there a front front door to this tower? There is. There's kind of a large gate, and you can see uh, it's, it's, the doors are gone, but there was a large arching doorway 
You guys still think there's um there's a key up there? Well, I don't know if there's a key, but maybe there's the key to finding the other keys, you know? But that's <laughs> I would <laughs> that's uh, that's what we came here to get a key. Crit Crit said that there was a way to find the other keys through these ruins, so I I don't expect to find a key, but the method to. We have to get a whole organ's worth. I think we only have to get a few. Yeah, we, it's taken us four seasons. <laughs> <laughs> you do you do you all want to go inside? Like, do you all want to go sure. in the tower? Yeah, I do. This garden sucks. It's just dead stuff. You walk into the tower, and there's a brief set of staircases that lead up. You step up them, pierce stone, and you exit through another doorway into this large foyer with an altar in the center. It looks like two hands that are just kind of like blossoming out. And you can see it's like elevated. There's like steps that lead up to it, and it's at the point. It's just, it's like these two large forearms with these hands that are kind of blooming out as if they're reaching up towards the sky. And you can see all along on the, the, the stone carved deep into it is the symbol of Wesnia. And as you look at the walls, you can see various symbols of Salem imprinted on them, etched into the walls. All different, all similar in in style, because as you know, every grand treasure piece has a kind of unique symbol of Salem on it. But they all kind of follow the relative same formation of lines that intersect and in a large circle at some point on the symbol. You also see, standing right next to the two hands at the top of this altar, are these two stone knights. One with a sword planted into the ground as their two hands rest on top of the hilt, and another with a shield just holding right in front of them these full suits of armor. Are there pews in this room? There are no, there are no pews in this room. So it's it's open space besides from the altar. Yeah, and as you look up, you can see the bulk of this skyscraper is hollow. Like there's balconies and and uh, you know spaces all along the walls. Like, but the, there's a empty space in the center above the hands that goes all the way to the top. Can anyone make any heads or tail of all this? What, what is this? I don't know, but I got a bad feeling about those two nights. That's for sure. Guys, this is striking me not as a place of research. It it feels to me like a place of worship. You know, the, even well, I wonder if it was both. Wonder the wor- was worship of research, perhaps. Oh, well, worship of Salem. Their ultimate goals and pursuits of him and his mysteries and these grand treasures that he's hidden. Because, I mean, if this god was really powerful enough to hide these powerful artifacts and items how powerful was he himself or themselves? a flush of red cascades into the room 
just piercing through the window holes. You see red. And as you look, you can all tell the light is coming closer and it's bouncing. The light is just like sometimes bending around the towers. You can't really see the direct light, but you see it for a second as it's bouncing between the skyscrapers. But it's still a ways off, but it's coming. Does it look physical? It looks like a ball of energy. It looks like a ball of energy, a ball of light. Mm, don't like that very much. I'll draw my sword. I'll draw my sword. Uh, yeah, I'll go to the altar then. I'm yeah. going to stay a few steps back, closer towards the windows, while they kind of figure this out. You see... The hands are just there. And they're like reaching out. They're connected at the wrist, but it's two hands that kind of blossom out and have an open space in between them. You could put an object in there. They're quite big hands, but it seems to have, you know, a place for an item to go. And this this, uh, ball of energy is getting closer and closer? Yeah, it's on the outskirts of the city right now. Um... Guys, we gotta hurry up. Uh, we don't have much time. I don't like that red energy. Does anyone else feel the same way? No, least? I'm not a fan. From how it's described, it's a little unnerving. <laughs> well, what do we think? Did, does the key go in the hand? I don't know. I'm not good at puzzles. Someone Look, help me. The key can resonate into any object. Just put it in the hands and see what happens. We think, but 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 we, we're sure it's this hand. Isn't there two hands? they're together like a joint thing, are they not? Zip. Just put it in between. Maybe it'll levitate there. Uh, Darian, do you agree to that? I mean, I've got nothing else unless you want to just, like, throw a cup there and see what happens. Okay. There isn't, like, a piano hidden in this room? This isn't a diversion? I'm. D- this seems like, like we're getting baited to do this. I don't know. We probably are, and we're probably going to have to fight something very shortly, but... Well, I mean, it's that or we start climbing to the top of this tower. All right, uh, I'll I'll try the piano key, putting uh, putting it in the hands or pushing it in, whatever makes sense. You're all there, standing behind Zippy. As Zippy, you drop it into the hands. You see the hands. They start to move. It's it's they look exactly like stone, but all of a sudden they move as if they're alive. Like they don't move jaggedy like stone. It moves as if they're real hands. And they just fold over each other, cupping the key. Hey, give that back! I pulled Darian back a step. Oh, okay. All of a sudden the square pit like it's it's like square after square after square. It's like, you know, like a layers of cake that like lead up to this one singular spot where the hands are. And the the two knights are on two other levels lower, um, but you can see the square, like the stone around it, starts slowly rising, like encasing this little square where the hands were. So you back off a bit, Zippy, as it just comes up, and it forms kind of like a box. The stone is like molding and forms a box that closes over top of the key and the hand. So it's just a pure stone box now, and you can see flashes of light, like little lights just start tracing all around the top of the box. And it forms somewhat of a keyboard, but with Wesnian language keys. Huh. What 
do you do? Um, Seth, are you describing like a computer keyboard or like a piano keyboard? Like a computer keyboard. Mm. Oh, that's, that's oh, I not thought. nearly as exciting for Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. Man, I thought because I thought a piano key. Okay, keyboard. Um, what the heck is that thing? <laughs> Different approach. Norman, can you interpret Wesnian symbology at all? Uh, I I can try. Uh, I'm I'm familiar with a little bit, although I didn't know it was Wesnian at the time. I just thought they were calm cloud monk symbols. Uh, Seth, I'd like to try to to decipher some of this. Okay. Uh, roll history check again. Yeah. I don't want to roll that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How about performance? <laughs> um, 13 plus 4, 17. Okay. You look at it, and it looks like a lot of gobbledygook. <laughs> okay. Uh, you could s- maybe make out a few symbols as as something you've seen before but you have zero direct translations for this but you probably feel confident at giving it a shot first off are any of them glowing or anything like that no they've all just been etched and uh they they have like they look like if you press them they'll sink in like a keyboard we have to hurry up we have to hurry up norman they're just smashing smash the keys or or do something else. I'm gonna, guys, stand back. And if if they move back, I don't wait for them to like. like I wait for them to, but if they don't, I don't force them to. I'm gonna press basically where like the enter keyboard enter key is. You hit the enter key, and it sinks in, and it lights up, like it has a, like basically where the enter symbol or like you know a letter key would be. That symbol lights up. I. Oh boy! I press another one. Wait, is this like we pressed the first thing in a series of sequence and it recorded that first input? Uh, yeah, essentially. Oh, so it's just like we there's a sequence somewhere. Hmm. Did any of the symbols on the keyboard match any symbols around the room? Nope. Maybe the Whoa. the knights have <laughs> the answers. Well, there has to be a, a so like by pushing one in and it being lit up now. That's the first input of the sequence. So, like an enter key would be wrong. Well, you you don't know that zip. But I'm gonna press the es- the escape button. You hit where an escape button would be, ding, and you see all, all of a sudden it lights up and they both go red, and then they go dark, and then well, you hear immediately and lightning fast. The knight with the sword, their hand grabs your neck, Norman. Oh! oh. <laughs> and they stare at all of you. And you can see there's a monocle embedded in their helmet. There's no head, there, there's no body inside. And they look up in the tower and. They're gone. And that's where we're gonna take a Wait, break. Who's gone? Wait, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. No break. <laughs> who's gone? <laughs> You are. Hey, oh, cheapskates. Uh, mid-roll Seth here. Uh, man, so many Seths this episode. DM Seth, editing Seth, mid-roll Seth, all Seths. Um, here, I'm just here to give you some announcements, obviously. Uh, first one, let me get right into it. Hope you've been enjoying the moon arc, by the way. Uh, this is the last episode of the moon arc, so no more moon gravity. 
But uh, I think it's been fun, and and I think you'll see where the rest of the season may be heading uh, after this one, or the second half. But before we get to that, uh, announcements, like I said. First, huge shout-out to our legend here patron, Randy. You are the best. You're uh, amazing. Such a a light in in our stars. Yeah. Is that a compliment? Is that a compliment? I'm sorry, Randy. Randy, I should have thought this out. I'll do better on the next one. But anyways, thank you, Randy. <laughs> As always. Uh, but uh, other stuff. Uh, by the way, if you want to be a patron like Randy, uh, you can sign up at our various tiers to get you know bonus content, access to our music uh, that we produce, and and other fun stuff or vlogs uh, and cool behind the scenes things. Uh, I'd highly recommend the $2 tier to join our Discord community where we play one-shots with you cheapskates, and sometimes they run one-shots themselves. We also do Jackbox and all these other fun stuff, so it's a really cool community. So if you want that, $2, Patreon, hop in uh, and support our show. Uh, if if not, don't worry. We have another community for you that's free. It's on Reddit, r slash cheaper by the dungeon. Go there, post memes, uh, and yeah. And if you want to keep up to date with us and our socials, of course, at Cheaper Dungeon on Twitter, Cheaper by the Dungeon on Facebook, I just type that in, or uh, Cheaper underscore Dungeon on Instagram for all our cool art and stuff. Hope you like the art from the last episode with the like red flashing uh, in in the Moon City. Um, but yeah, uh, follow us in all those places. And uh, if I can ask one simple thing, please also review us on iTunes. It really helps. Or Podchaser, either of those. It really helps boost us in the ranks uh, just to get us more visible so other people can find us and, and join us on this crazy adventure. Oh, and we have a little promo clip to show you from good friends of the show, the lovely Craftians. They are an all-girl Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast, so if you like what we do, you'll definitely like what they do. Uh, and they are amazing. You can actually hear myself and Adam's voices uh, on their recent episode. We did a little audio drama skit for them. Uh, so we filled in to, to voice those roles really quickly for them, which is pretty cool. So definitely give that a listen. It's their newest one. Um, but yeah, without further ado, here's their clip. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. And it was not meant that we should voyage far. And yet here we are in defiance of Lovecraft, laughing through the darkness. The Lovely Craftians is an all-ladies Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast with horror, humor, and no small amount of chaos set in an occasionally familiar modern-day Chicago. Brought to you by Wampus House Productions and the Penwich Studio Network, you can find The Lovelies on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcatcher, or anytime over at lovelycraftians.com. And remember, you never roll sanity alone here. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> oh, man, when are we going to... We got to do like a Halloween crossover with them or something. They, they are amazing, though. Please go check them out, the lovely Craftians. Um, and thank you once again for letting us guest. Uh, last thing, uh, of course, is me fighting with my calendar to find what date we got to do. Uh, the next uh, episode will be up on the 13th, April 13th. Uh, exactly two weeks after this one, which was actually two weeks before the last episode. If you get the pattern, two weeks every episode. So April 13th is going to be the next one. Uh, but yeah, uh, anyways, enjoy the rest of the episode and uh, we'll catch you next time, space cadets. <laughs>
And we're back. You guys are at the altar. You entered in probably the wrong password. It could be right. Maybe that's what was supposed to happen. The sword knight grabbed your neck, Norman, and zipped away. (laughs) Zippy and Darian, you just look at each other and you're like, what? Uh, Like, before you could even act, they're gone. Zippy and Norman, you're just staring at each other and cut to Norman. You see, you are at the top of the tower. They jump off the ceiling and moon gravity down to a balcony. As you look down, you can see all the way down and you can see the faint outlines of Zippy and Darian way down there as they hold your neck. This is a King Kong situation. <laughs> yeah, oh I know. That's why I led up to it. <laughs> but they take you, Norman, and they're turning and they're clutching your throat, and they're starting to walk to a doorway that leads to outside. Norman, uh, I try to break free. I say, Darian, we ought to go get him. He's way up there. With my one hand, I try to break free. Make a strength check. Oh boy, how did? How did he get up there, Zip? He just is gone suddenly, and then he was suddenly up there. <laughs> Two. <laughs> you try to break free, Norman. No avail. Like they teleported. No, they grabbed him because he put <clears throat> he hit the escape key for whatever. I mean, the the far top left key, and um, and then they grabbed him, and then I'm gonna show from where I am. Don't hit the top left key. Uh, Zippy, you can see where that knight was standing. There's two similar symbols on the ground, like the ones that your boots leave behind for the gazer symbols. So it seems like they probably had the same thing underneath their shoes. But I... Zippy, do you see anything? <laughs> Any method they used I, to get I don't know there? how that would help me, though, because I can't see where they would have gone to, because Seth says I have to see it. Well, but mm-hmm. if you looked up at the monocle, you could potentially see it. But no, I don't think so, because they're on a platform. I would have to see them. I haven't tried yet. <laughs> but I don't try stupid things. <laughs> All the time! <laughs> it was a symbol on the ceiling that after they landed up on top, like upside down, they moon floated over to the balcony. Darian, I see something up there! Because <laughs> um, I tried! Um, <laughs> uh... Okay, Darian, you're just gonna have to trust me here. You might feel a certain sense of ear popping or elevation change. So, and then I just jump and grab uh, Darian, and then I put on the monocle and I look up at the symbol, and I think teleport. You put the monocle on, twist it a little, stand on the symbols, stare up. You can faintly see the light at the top of this tower, and you're upside down and you're immediately drifting from the ground because you're orientating yourself. You're upside down. And you can see as you're floating upside down, you see Norman getting carried out the doorway to the edge of the skyscraper. Uh, Darian, can you, like... We're, we're falling, Darian, and we need to get closer to that platform. Can you do anything? Push air gust, something? I... Which direction? Uh, Tap my shoulder the direction. I tap in the direction. I, holding Zippy, I spin him around me to try and, like, twist our momentum to shift us towards the platform. Okay. You twist and angle yourself that way, but you're still falling directly down. You have to just, it's like a 15-foot gap that you have to get across to get to the balcony. Okay, I, I, <laughs> I, 
Hold on, I 360 spin and throw Zippy. So he, and trying to get him to clear the gap. And then I'm just going to take a guess and misty step, like, directly horizontally in that direction towards the platform and hope for the best. Damn, Darian. You know what? I'll make a thaumaturgy bing, like a ping. Bing! Where I am. Make make a dexterity check, uh, Darian. Uh, 14. You float down, and you hear the ping, you feel the tap, and you just spin and push Zippy. You guys push away from each other, going to separate ends. Um, and Zippy, you just go flying, and you land on the balcony. Uh, Darian, you're trying to misty step. Yeah, I'm just going to go horizontal. Yeah, you try to go horizontal, and you hit your head on the on the railing. <laughs> but but you quickly reach out and grab the rails and are slowly pulling yourself up. But you did hit your head, and you took two damage. <laughs> Did we make it? Was this the right platform? It, it was. I'm just. I'm quick. I'm quickly running over to Norman, and I run over to as fast as I can to the Norman to the stone hand that Norman's in, and I want to jump on it and cast stone shape when I get on it. All right, you're running, but we'll see if you can make it in time. First, Norman, you're getting carried to the edge. And the, it, it, they're still just holding onto your neck, and you're slowly being choked. And they're almost at the edge, walking out. You can see there's lots of gray petals floating down now as you're closer to the moon. Or, you know, the, the egg moon. Mm-hmm. But, um, Norman, what do you want to do? How far you is the moon? How far is the moon for me? Like the fake, like the egg moon? Oh, still quite a ways. Like, still quite a ways. Like within 500 feet? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. It's like thirty kilometers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab this iron being, like wrap my hands around him, and I'm gonna say, "My name is Merely Normandy," and I'm gonna activate my mirror tattoo. I'm gonna cast Dimension Door, grabbing him. I want the two of us to Dimension Door, five hundred feet to the south, into open air. Okay. You open a dimension door beneath you, and Zippy, as you're jumping, slow-mo trying to do stone shape, before you do, you see a door open beneath them, and they fall through, and you see them appear just 500 feet out from the uh, from the tower, just hanging over the open air. And now my mirror tattoo allows me to cast two spells in one turn. I'm going to let him go and cast Dimension Door by myself to land back on that tower by myself. Nice. He's still holding on to your neck, though. So I teleport myself from my current location. So I guess that's up to you to decide if he comes with me or not. Well, you guys are still touching, right? Yeah, you're still touching. He's still got a firm grip on your neck. And it's a door that you have to go through. I will allow you to try and break free but if you can't break free it's coming with you okay cool it was worth a shot uh strength check okay oof 11 norman you try to break free and they're still holding your neck but you can't do it but you cast dimension door anyways and you see a door opens up just like at an angle so you guys are kind of falling into it and you fall in again and you appear at the edge however this time they're holding you out 
not over the edge, but they're turned around and they're holding it out towards Zippy and Darian's direction. So their backs to the edge. Okay. So you're still standing on the edge. Zippy, here's your chance. I'm gonna. Uh, you gotta try and land stone shape on them. I will make you make an arcana check. All right. Yeah, I, I jump on the hand as quickly as I could have made it. They teleported uh, away and then immediately back. Uh, it doesn't change anything, though. And it was a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> you go to, like, touch um, the, them in stone shape, and you can see they dig their sword. They have their sword in their left hand, and they're holding you with their right hand. They dig their sword into their belly to, to free their other hand, and the sword just pierces through to the other side, and they grab your neck, Zippy, and they're holding you up now. Ah! You both are being choke-holded as blind Darian is down the hallway. Darian! <laughs> they got uh. me careful! He has his sword! <laughs> You got this, oh, this, man. <laughs> this got so much worse so quickly. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm. Ah, frick. I'm blind, guys. Um, I'm going to activate my Ganala mail. And I'm going to activate Fury of the Lion. And I'm going to run over and grab the stone giant and attempt to break its grasp on uh, Norman. It takes me a sec to find his arm because I'm blind, but I'm hoping my my predatory instincts kind of kick in from the Ganala male to help me target the, uh, the arm a little bit better. Roll strength. Hey, 18 plus 4, 22. You go, and with all your strength there, you grab and you're fiddling around. You can feel something like a stony hand, and you pull with all your might, and your Ganala male roaring, and you can just see the fingers break, and you snap them off. And Norman, you fall to the floor as their hand is destroyed. They kind of turn, look at it, put it down to their side, and they just turn around with Zippy in their hand. And they outstretch Zippy over the edge. Wow. Norman, but you are free. You're kind of coughing and on your knees getting your your breath back. Okay, I'm going to pull up my sword and I'm going to strike it. And I'm going to try to use my psychic blades to make it stop. Okay, roll the hit. Oh, man. Does 21 hit? 21 hits. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So first it's 1d8 uh, and it's 5d6 of psychic damage. Here, I'll roll that right now. That's 20 points of psychic damage to this thing on top of my, on top of my seven. So 27 altogether. You uh, strike them in the back with seven damage. Jink. A bit of stone crumbles off their back. You feel the psychic damage leave you and go into them, but it doesn't affect them at all. They're just a suit of armor. There's nobody inside. No brain to psychically damage. 
they are invulnerable to the to that attack. Oh. And you can see all of a sudden little etchings start dragging, little light etchings start going from their feet all the way up their body. Everybody make a wisdom saving throw. Oh man. Thirteen. Uh seventeen. It's a sixteen plus eight. You feel around them all of a sudden a burst of magic energy just washes over the area very quickly and only you Norman feel it but gravity intensifies on you and tr- you stay on your knees you go back to them and your hands are on the ground of the of the tower here and they but it doesn't affect you Zippy or Darian cuz you saved and they release you Zippy expecting you to plummet but you're just slowly moon gravity falling in <laughs> front of them what do you want to do Zippy uh, I want to I'm gonna turn into a giant octopus. Amazing. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna turn into I a take gi- one sip of water <laughs> and we're and we're already at octopus. I'm gonna turn into a giant octopus and use it to <laughs> restrain this guy. <laughs> Okay. You see your arms and legs start extending as you're slowly dropping. You can see their little helmet just watching you fall. And if you, if they had an expression, you, they'd just be surprised that you're not just plummeting to the earth or, or the moon earth. But you slowly turn into this large, giant octopus stretching out with your tentacles, like slowly closing in and enclosing the area around him like spreading out from you and you can see your bubble bug still is just on your head your octopus head like a little (laughs) backpack providing you air and you go to restrain them make a strength check great I have these new stats can I get a bloop bloop for octopuses (laughs) bloop bloop bloop. (laughs) because it can hold on to things yeah, because it can, like, restrain. It's huge. 13 plus 3, 16. Okay, that beats mine. So you, inc- like, your tentacle wraps around it, and it tightens up, and its arms are pulled to its sides as you have this stone knight in your arms. And I'm going to use my ten- arm. I'm going to use my tentacles to, like, like pin every single extremity it has. And I'm going to... Okay. Perfect, and uh, I, I'm going to assume because I guess I can't talk to, to Darian or, or Norman. Just like Darian, finish it off. <laughs> Darian, not entirely knowing what Zippy's just done, is going to. He stretches out his hand to kind of make sure he still keeps the position on the night, and he knows that we're at a ledge. So I, he steps around so that he's uh, perpendicular to the ledge, and then he's going to draw the spectral katana and activate phantom strike and so he teleports to the other side of the night where two versions of Darian now stand on either side of this night at the ledge and I'm going to attack and then so that stacks I get advantage on all attacks against the enemy for the next turn but I'm blind which causes disadvantage so it just cancels out to regular attacks so it negates. Um, so, and that stacks with my attack of the lion, which gives me plus two to attack and plus two 
uh, damage as well. So uh, let's roll the hit. It's going to be very difficult for me to miss, just as a side. <laughs> just don't hit me. Fun fact. Natural it's cur- one. It's currently a plus 13 to hit. Um, <laughs> yep, yeah, so I mean, still not a great roll, but that's uh, 19. Good enough. Yep. And, and uh, th- oh, wow, that was a two. Um, so that's a 15 to hit. That probably doesn't hit. That one doesn't. The first one does, though. Okay. Uh, so going to roll. I'm also actually with my bonus action going to activate Planar Warrior, which gives me an extra D8 damage. That's 24 damage. Darian, another version of you appears behind it on the ledge. And even though you can't see, you can feel the area around you almost perfectly somehow. And as you draw your blade, you zip, flash, and the two copies of you, your blades slice at the same time, it feels, for one attack. And you teleport behind. And you can just see the helmet floating slowly above its body as it's been decapitated. And you feel zippy in your arms it just goes limp and it feels like the magic gravity that's holding you down Norman dissipates I use mage hand to grab on to Zippy's octopus figure and just pull him with like that light gravity towards the surface of the tower okay you start pulling and pulling and Zippy you can feel in your arms it's not fighting back. It's just stone. I toss him away it. out into the moon. <laughs> you just throw him. And you could just see this lifeless night body without a head. Just Can I get fly a bloop, away. And, bloop. Then, <laughs> and then you see it crashes into a nearby skyscraper and poof, just slams in in a little dust cloud. Uh, I grab onto the edge. Because uh, I guess I was floating off a bit with him. Yeah. You reach out, you grab the ledge, you pull yourself back up. And you have survived this very archaic security system. <laughs> wow. I- I'm quite large, so I'll try not to bump into anyone off this ledge. <laughs> Norman, grab... Uh, I-, I believe the head fell off. Grab it and see if you can get the lens out of it. Just might be useful to have. Ooh, good. Good thinking. I I try I find the head and try to pry it out. You try to pry it out, and you can see it's just as uh, it's not like a monocle. It's like built into this helmet. Um, so you could keep the helmet if you want, but if you want to pry out the glass, it'll just be glass. I will keep the helmet for now. Who knows? Toss it in the bag of All holding. Right. Sure, plunk. Guys, that was insane. Before you can calm down, though. You feel another flash of red. You see it. The bouncing orb is now in the city. (laughs) And it's bouncing as high as the skyscrapers. And everybody, probably except Darian, especially Darian, actually, Darian, you don't even try. Perception check, Norman and Zippy. Man, I cannot roll well tonight. 13 again. Good thing octopuses have high perception. Doesn't matter, though. I got a five plus four. (laughs) Nice. Nine. Neither of you can make out what this orb is, but you can tell it's just flashing brightly, and it's in the city. 
And at the looks of it, it'll be at your location within the next four minutes. I quickly grab the other two and just jump down back into the bottom of the <laughs> of the <laughs> oh tower. You wrap your tentacles around them and like slop your way into the doorway. It's thin, but octopuses can fit into surprisingly small spaces. So you're morphing your way through and you jump out into the center and you're falling down the center of the skyscraper and you're kind of tentacles outreached, kind of like a parachute, but you're just slowly falling. It's not as dramatic as you'd like. Uh, I I, want to pull, use my extra arms to pull us down. Yeah. Okay. You're pulling yourself down. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Your tentacles wrapping onto the balcony rails uh, as you're going down floor by floor, and shoo, you land at the at the base, and you can see there is just the shield knight standing there, and the keyboard pad at the stone altar here. Zippy, toss the shield knight. I wouldn't even touch it. It's too dangerous. Yeah, I was I was just gonna restrain it just in case it was gonna try anything again. Okay. You wrap your tentacles around it, restraining it tightly. And then I want the other, yeah, you you guys figure out the computer. We only have four minutes. Okay, run. I run back to the keyboard and say, okay, how do we type swordfish into this thing? It's always swordfish. I think we should uh. just smash it at this point, considering Seth gave us such a hard time. Did you yeah. try <laughs> a password? One, two, three, I, four. I wasn't kidding. I think we should literally just smash it. Do it. <laughs> I just don't have a means to smash it. I mean, it's stone. Start yeah. pushing more keys, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't I... have anything that could smash through those stones. You know what? I'm gonna. Box. I'm gonna take a moment, absentmindedly. I'm gonna feel towards my chest to where my Royce or my Lennox medallion used to hang, and I'm just going to. Norma's gonna feel very stupid doing this, but last time when he was in that giant cube, he kind of said a prayer. Not understanding what he was doing, he's just gonna close his eyes. Say, Royce, do you have any idea what we should do? And I'm just gonna take a moment, and Norma's gonna try very hard to ignore everyone around him, and he's just gonna try to commune, I guess. I want you to roll a d20 just straight. So scared that red ball is coming. It's definitely the red bandit. You reach your hand out over the keyboard. One hand on your chest over your heart. One hand over the keyboard. Do you want to let your gut take over? Yeah. With a 12, you reach up to the top left. And you hit one. You go two, three, four, five, six, seven, and you just keep tapping the numbers. No. Seven, eight, nine, ten, and then you're like one, two for twelve. It like red flashes as they were lighting up as it was going. Of course, it's not that you. You try to like your heart and gut decide, but that, that's not how you get passwords. Is this computer? Uh, is this stone computer connected to anything? No, it just seems to be magical. But the moment it goes red, I want to dance back. Like, I the backflip away. You back up, and Zippy, you feel in your arms the shield knight starts to try and get out, and they get, what was it, DC 16? Yeah. Boy, you lucky bastard. All right. They, <laughs> they're still restrained in your tentacle arms, but they're trying to come alive. I say, okay, I say at this point, we either take it and try to quickly get back to crit somehow. There may be a way. 
and get crit or we just take it and we just keep trying sequences for the next couple episodes and like back we just need to get out of here though this stone box is embedded in the pillar so you'll have to somehow destroy it to to get it out i mean i could i have like stone shaped things but uh first order of business though zippy what do you want to do about this stone knight in your arms well, it's, I have to leave this up to them. I have to just re- keep restraining it, right? Because it, it's it's now basically activated, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm just. I, you I mean, just chucked it into space. <laughs> you see, the red light ooh, hits the ground, and you all turn around, and it flushes really bright into the room, and you can see it's in the garden, the the park outside. It bounces once more high. Man, I'm gonna ready a spell. I I'm gonna go kids. mash a couple more keys. I'm gonna mash some keys. Okay, <laughs> you go uh, mashing keys, uh, just slamming it. You don't know what you're pressing, uh, and you just see Zippy and Norman. You just see it like they light up, go red, light up, go red, and you, the shield guy <laughs> is just still like squirming, but he's not getting out. He's just like, okay. he's Bef- like, let me let before, me act as a security guard before this red thing happens. There, like. Just thinking, like, there there has to be, it can't just only be, like, there has to be some way people know this this sequence of codes. Uh, beyond just, like, the what's talked about at this, the crit place. Well, crit but, like, had to figure it out somehow, right? Yeah, so, I mean, and so I think there, there had, if there's some, whatever, whatever happens next, I think there if there's office rooms or some type of room, I think that's what we need to do next. But that's up to you guys because I have to. That's a good idea. I'm blind, <laughs> so like I can't. I'm gonna be zero help with any kind of visual sight. Hopefully, here. you can discourse with this red thing coming up, and Norman should go and look for it because he is the only one who knows Wesley and stuff. He would recognize a sequence, a weird sequence. Yeah. Are there any other? Um, rooms in this like main floor. I will let there everyone very quickly make an investigation check as a last ditch effort. I'm gonna stand at the keyboard, mash. So <laughs> <laughs> there's no point. Uh, thirteen for medium. Uh, mine is just a sixteen. Norman and Zippy, you're looking quickly around the room, trying to see some sort of pattern, but you see nothing in this foyer here. I, I swear to God, if we come here for nothing. Uh, are there any of the rooms in this main floor? There are. There's there's side rooms that, that are like, you know, the windows and doors are blasted out. But you see... You can't leave Zippy behind. Coming down. Coming down. It's like a light. You're mashing the keyboard and you all look up. As you see, it's like starting from the top floor... The flash is burning out. It's like, voo, 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 voo. It's, it's coming down as the person's descending from their jump. And it's lighting up every floor as they go down. And they land at the doorway. And you hear tap, tap, tap as they head up the stairs. And you can see it's just this red orb blinding light. And you can see it starts getting brighter but thinner. It stops shining outwards, and it quickly contracts, and it's like a laser beam shoots out from it, and the stone shield knight 
Its head just gets blown off. <gasps> and it goes limp in your arms. Zippy. And you see the light goes down and you can see behind the light, the red light is someone familiar. Paige? It's Paige. No, no it's no, not. It's <laughs> Come on. No way. It's, you see, what was causing the red light was this orb that's transfixed to this like mechanical arm that is attached to this large backpack. It's like this mechanical arm that holds out this orb in front of them. Gary Goo? And you can see it's a huge backpack and it's just this kind of squirrely looking human. Mongo. Oh. (laughs) Any any last guesses? It's It's Jesse. The red bandit. Or the the king in episode two or three that's getting revenge on Norman. You see it's Valentine. No, it can't always be Valentine. More of it, Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> you hear a voice. Oh come on! I don't want to wait in line. No, oh, come on, guys. Oh wait. Hey, you guys! You helped me out at the Baroque Spire! You helped me get down! That was a really really tall tower, man. Thank you for the magic carpet assistance. Really appreciate. You! Alright, I can't talk. This is Clive. The person who stole the scale grand treasure clue from the Baroga Spire that Lou Blonger thought you guys had, that thought you worked with him, that people have credited you with. Yeah, he's given us a bad name. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Uh, thank you for saving us. We've never met. Hello, my name's Norman D. Uh, I get the impression that you know my compatriot here, Darian. Um, that octopus over there is actually uh, a, a lapine most of the time. Uh, what's what's your name? Oh, uh, name's Clive. Yeah. I, I don't remember uh, you, uh, Tiefling, but uh, I remember I remember Greeny Greeny here. And I'm gonna look at Darian and look back at Clive. And what is the relation between the two of you? If I oh, recall God. correctly, it was a, a business transaction where we helped him get out of the Baroga Spire, and now we're being credited for that heist. So, thank you for that, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna undo my octopus form and be like, you've been giving us a bad name for helping you. You revert back, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I thought I didn't remember an octopus with you. Uh, sorry about giving you a bad name, but I do appreciate you taking the heat off me. <laughs> People are all going for you guys, not me. Yeah, well... I mean, that may be true, but Finders Keepers here with this this grand treasure clue. Oh, you guys got all right. Good, congratulations. I mean, <laughs> this is where we live. This isn't a clue. Get out of our house. Uh, no, I've been I've been here a lot of times. There's no squatters rules. I, well, maybe you. Have, I don't know how long you've been here. It's been like a couple of weeks since my last Wait, visit. Wait, Clive, you've been here before. Oh yeah, tons of times. I just bring stuff. Uh, by the way, you guys using the altar? Can I? Can I just? I just need to scan my stuff and go. What do you? What do you mean, scan your stuff? 
Like, put my stuff in, see if it's grand treasure, see if it leads anywhere, and then go. I got lots of stuff I got to test. Oh. Is that what these hands are? Yeah, we're just finishing up. We seem to have forgotten of the combination on the the keys here. Do you mind uh, giving us a little reminder? We come here so often, too, that, like, we just, things just come and go. It's like losing your, your uh, car keys. Yeah, we, we typically don't even have to bother writing it down, but, you know, we should have. And our Late clues are usually night. on point. We're hardly ever here, actually. Uh, yeah, no worries. Uh, I mean, kind of weird that you guys forgot to come. What? What? You guys are greeters, right? Like, True Blue, we got specialized cloaks from Comb himself. Yeah, why would why else? Oh, would you're those kind. Oh, not those aren't real greeters. Are you kidding me? Felix's fan base. Oh my god. All right, step aside. All right, I'll, I'm just gonna type it in. Okay, it's um, what is it? Uh, it's hippo underwear symbol. The one that looks like a panda. Uh, then we got the happy face, uh, ooblek, uh, and then um, what is it? Uh, pie. Right, right. The one that the pie symbol. Okay, and that is the, uh, if you ever forget acronym is hup hup. Okay. Um, <laughs> I pu- I punch uh, Norman, be like, how could you forget that? Ugh, man. It's, now that you mention it, it's coming right back to me. Oh, and then he hits it. and He's like, and enter. And then you see, starts to light up, and he's like, just hit enter again if you uh, want. Oh, you already got something in there. Okay. Um. Uh, I will. Uh, I will turn away around. Greeter, greeter's honor. You know, don't want to, don't want to peek on somebody else's clue. Uh, hey, we appreciate the proclivity. Of course, <laughs> I may be a scumbag, but I'm not that bad. Um, all right, Seth. Wait, what? What number greeter is this guy again? Currently number nine. So he's in the top ten. Uh, I don't know if I want to bring this up. Um, oh, the island. So. <laughs> should, I, should I, um... Excuse me, you look a little constipated. Do you need something I got on my bag? Yeah, um... <clears throat> I, uh, heard recently that there was a... A gathering of like-minded individuals. Them being the top greeters that were working on some collaboration. Is, uh... Has that happened yet? Have we, uh, missed the boat? I, uh, don't know what, what you're ta- talking, talking about. No, I may be blind, but I can see right through that class. No, no, no. I, I, birthday parties, maybe. I mean, I mean, there's lots of gatherings. I mean, lots of gatherings. I mean, people get together all the time. Yeah. Anyways, I would assume you're not invited, so I wouldn't worry about it. We kind of are. It's, uh, it's a little complicated, but, uh... Fine, I'm not going to cause any more trouble, but if we wanted to try and get a seat at the table, how might we go about doing that? I don't know. Come on, Clive, you're a smart man. Roll persuasion. Uh, it's decent. It's, uh, it's a 14. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I've never actually... I don't I know. Listen, I'm not gonna say anything. Scout's honor. You're you're right. I'm lying. I gotta keep tight lipped. Greeters don't share. That's not part of the code. You're right. Do you know somebody who might? I no. Stop. Stop. Seriously. 
uh do you know what we'll just say you know what maybe we might see you there if we if we struck if we if we get lucky with the clue that we're pursuing now maybe we'll see you there and if not good luck and best to you yeah okay Listen, hurry up. I got stuff to do, so scan your thing and, and skedaddle, because I gotta go. By the way, you know, bad design on this thing. You should really put your password in. They should really design so you put your password in before you put in your special item, because, <laughs> you know, what? you can never get your item back otherwise. You know, they should really, you know, reverse engineer this thing. I think that's part uh, of the security reason. Yeah, but really it's just a cash grab, because if you don't remember, then they get to keep whatever you put in. It's kind of like a casino that way. Yeah, well, they, I'm sure the Wesleyans didn't want these falling into the wrong hands. Get it? <laughs> like that, because it's okay. I, I like the way you think. You walk up, and they're walking down the steps, and they're just standing now at the doorway, and they're just kind of looking through their backpack. They, like, take it around. They're, like, fiddling and finding stuff inside. Who wants to hit the enter button? Ooh, ooh. I don't want to accidentally... I want to. I don't want to accidentally hit the wrong key. Um... Hit it, Norman. I can. I can't even really see the keyboard from down here. You sure, Zip? You've been so MVP this whole this whole day. You, you, you know, you sure? Uh, you need a win. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Click. <laughs> you reach over to the keyboard and press the enter key, and as it sinks. The symbol on the enter key lights up, and you see it starts to activate. As if it's being stone-shaped, cracks start to form. The cracks in the stone start illuminating. Magical lines are just being formed around the table, and they start swirling. They're shooting off in all directions now. They're becoming more violent and growing in power. Some are shooting off the altar before they all just start arcing and twisting and forming this massive pillar of light. The lines start detailing it more and more so it becomes less of just a solid structure and starts to be sliced into levels. You can tell now from what you've heard, especially from Valentine, that this is a map of the planes, of all the planes of your reality. You can see it starts highlighting ding, 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 right in the center plane where you are, the prime material plane on the moon. And you can see the piano key, the symbol of Salem, starts to shine. The symbol replicates itself in the map. And where the lines cross, they form X's. And where this piano key's specific symbol of Salem is overlapping the map, you can see the X's line up onto two specific parts of your reality. By looking at the map, you can see that one of the X's that have formed from the symbol of Salem overlapping with the map is not blinking red it's actually grayed out because that's where your piano key was found your piano key was not found in the poker rock mountains that gilbert told you forever ago uh, it was actually found in the plain of Shadowfell. and i only mention that for trivia for the wiki but it doesn't really matter because you have the piano key so let's look at where the second grand piano key is 
the map starts to rotate and zoom in on an X that seems to be relatively close by. It seems to be zooming in, and it seems to be within the prime material plane somewhere. These strings of light start dispersing, and instead of forming the pillar of planes, you see it's forming a picture. And you can see this picture is detailing a location. You can see a vast, wide open room with lots of individual, almost mini ziggurat like temples on all sides of the room. It seems like a vault. And at the top of each of these ziggurats are relics that you can see. And the lines, the magic lines are moving like the camera further into the room. And you can see it starts focusing on one specific tower. And it climbs up the stairs to this relic that's encased in this glass at the top. And there is a pool of liquid in a bowl with a piano key floating on the top. Now that is what you gotta find for your second Grand Treasure piano key. The strings of light remove themselves from forming this image and they return to their pillar of planes formation. And you can see an X is also formed somewhere not in the prime material planes but somewhere a handful of planes lower you are already aware of this but this x is near the bottom in the deep you see the strings start to form a new image an image of an elaborate cathedral with a large dark obsidian spiked throne And behind the throne, a large, grotesque demon sitting at a pipe organ, playing music. They are just getting lost in the music and playing and playing and playing. Fire starts erupting from the pipes as they cut their performance short. Norman, you instantly recognize this figure from your time during your death and uh, probably some of the conversations you had while being dead. You see that the figure at the organ is Crassus, the Duke of Devouring that killed Royce and usurped the Deep's throne. You see they slowly start turning in their seat, Norman. And the rules of fat and malice and just their grotesque demon nature starts rotating as you see their face come into view. These four blood-red eyes with this wide Cheshire cat toothy grin 
And it's almost as if they're staring back through the image of lights, Norman. And are staring into your eyes. They grin wider as they hold up the piano key. And he laughs as the image fades away. And the lights disperse. And the stone, like a table here, starts opening up. And the hands come up and open, revealing your piano key. I reach for it. You get it. I take it, and I squeeze it with a hand that goes pitch black as it trembles in anger. All right, you done? Okay, my turn, my turn. Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're, you're up. Thank you for being Excuse patient. Me. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, anyways, nice seeing you guys again. Hope to see you soon. Uh, I'm just going to scan these. So if you could turn your backs too or leave uh, yeah, forever. Hey, good <laughs> luck on your, your quest for Grand Treasures. Thank you. And uh, if I do see you at the party, that that's not it confirmed. I hope we have fun. We will. That was crazy, guys. We need to talk about that. And you hear in the distance, okay, girdle that has a symbol of Salem stitched in it. Let's try that. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and you can just hear he's like trying random things. Grandma's tea kit. No. no yeah, exactly. No. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess we leave. I mean, I'm cool with that. Wait, um... We did you a favor back at the spire. Can you do... Hey, hey, turn around, turn around. Oh, yeah, turn around. See... Can you just quickly get us off this moon? We don't have to travel all the way back. We did you a favor. Can you just transport us back down to Leek's Garden quick? Hold That'd up, be hold up, nice. hold up, hold up. Carrot that grew in an oddly similar shape to Salem thing. Okay, put that back. Okay, sorry, what? Can you do something with us quick? We just... Can you put us back at Leek's Garden? We just don't want to have to travel all the way back to the city, you know? Greed or stuff. Leek's Garden? Why'd you come in there? Oh my god. Talk about the old ways. Tons of clues. But what way did you come in? Dude, there's a super simple... I, I literally spawned on the dark side. How did you do that? It's, really? It's not a gate, but it leads you to the... the... Actually, maybe I shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> you guys didn't know about the... Anyways... I, I don't know. Go back the way you came, probably. Would Would you mind helping us out? Greedy to Greta. <sighs> okay. Wait. Yeah. So, how'd you get here? Through a through a gazer's lens. There's like a telescope thing, but it's all very silly. It was just a waste of time. It's it's something the noobs do. Not like us, you know. Professionals. You guys are so old school. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, it's hard to adapt when uh, things have worked this for us like for so long. This is like using a club when there's swords available. <laughs> like, like, what? Okay, what's All this right, dark okay. side option? I'm not... I... Okay, gaze a glass. 
Yeah, as Gaze of Glass works, you just gotta be standing on a symbol. I don't know if you knew this. You stand on a symbol, you can see another one in your zip. So yeah, we knew a, that, but we need to get back here. to Leek's garden. Um, we don't want to have to use the big lenses. Unless there's one close to here. Well, I mean, all we need is just a teleport. We need a symbol down here that we can, so we can see one back on Earth. Yeah, you're saying there's a or, symbol I mean, near oh. here? The, look, there's symbols on all the walls on the floor. There's a million symbols around. Oh, of course. I didn't. I didn't realize you could use these ones. I thought they had to be on the floor. My and, mistake. And, Sorry. Wow. The things. The things you forget with too much experience. And that's Listen. Mess- okay. Verbal. <laughs> Some people need to verbally process things. I'm glad I could be a sounding board, but I'm pretty sure you guys can figure this out. What? That was the method you used then. No, that's not what I did. What did you do? This Shit! Why did I say? I, it's what I did. No, I take it no, back. come on. You said there was another no, fast no, no. route. What's the sword? We helped you at the spire. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, I've had an accident recently and I've lost my sight. No, you haven't. Your pants are dry. <laughs> Clever. Oh, that it's oh, it's on the back. Sorry. I'm looking at you from the front. <laughs> What's this dark side path? Well, it's not going to take you to Leek's garden, so it doesn't matter. Oh, but we might need it on a future occasion. Well, why don't you find it on future occasion? Listen, I've helped you guys enough. If you want anything more from me, you gotta give me something. Give me one of your stuff. <sighs> they don't call me Clive the Scavenger for nothing. We don't really have much to offer you. You seem quite proficient on your own, but... Do you want this we, pink uh, blouse of reversing your digestive tract whenever dragons are nearby? Holy fuck yes. All right, here you go. <laughs> and I toss it to him. When dragons are nearby? Yeah. Damn. Not bad. Kind of stretchy. How's it look? And he holds it up to his chest. Oh, it suits your color for sure. You look great. You? How would you know? <laughs> that's that's the point. <laughs> quiet. <laughs> I mean, quiet to be. Darian, I knew I could trust you. Knew that from the moment I saw you. You guys are always helping hand. Thank you for the dress. Um. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you, you uh, what do you got? Gazer glass. You gotta go back to the, the Leek's garden, right? Yeah, we do. But you just mentioned there was a bit of a shortcut here for the dark side of the moon. Yes, it's a ways off. It's northeast from here. You just you keep going that way, and you'll find. Do you guys see any white crystals while you came here? Hit one of those. You'll find kind of a, a portal, somewhat. And it, it basically just connects that point to Sanguine, so. No way. Of course, that makes so much sense. Of course, Crit was in Sanguine when I first met him. Yeah. Uh, don't know Don't know Crit. Glad he used the portal. That's what it does. Is there a crystal on the other side, or where's the other side lead in Sanguine? No, the crystal just opens up the, like, stairway to get to it. It's just, it's just look for the one crystal that's, like, sticking out. Okay, but if we wanted to come through Sanguine, I mean, what does it look like on the Sanguine side? Oh, it's underneath the sea. It's it's in one of the glass rooms. It's, it's like fifth level down. Ask for Jamie. That's It's not his real name, but call him Jamie. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Thank you so much, Clive. <laughs> but you're going to have to bring a raccoon's tail. <laughs> to, to, and you're going to have to wrap it around your wrist. Say, Jamie... 
and then and then he's gonna lead you to a bathroom. You're gonna open the medicine cabinet. You're gonna have to crawl through the medicine cabinet into the other side of the wall. And there it is. Insight check. Is this guy just totally taking us for a trip? <laughs> okay. Twenty-seven. Finally, something above fifteen. Yes, that is. He, he he seems to be truthful. Okay. Oh, this all makes perfect sense. Anyways, got your info. I got stuff to scan. Thank you for the gift. Once again, I feel like we're a good team, you know, good business partners. By the way, don't waste your time on that blouse on that uh, on the hands. I got that from some crazy void chest thing, so uh, I don't think it's got anything to do with Salem. Best of luck. You never know. Let's give it a scan, hey? Oh, and um, about you getting back to the cool the old-fashioned way, I can kind of help, too. All right, um, you guys grab your bike outside. I guess that was yours. Get on that, um, and uh, I park it over top of a symbol, and uh, let's do this. You all hop on and drive slowly over to one of the gazer symbols on the ground very nearby, and he says, All right, one sec. And his mechanical arm that stretches from his backpack over top his head with the red orb starts kind of twisting, and you can see he's like kind of tapping on the side, almost like programming something into it. And then all of a sudden, a red flash is pointed right at the ground, and you can see it just keeps flashing. And as you look beneath you, a small circle is being formed and being formed more and more. And with the flash, it's like the floor beneath you is becoming translucent as you seem like you're just floating on top of nothing now. But you can see it's actually just like making the moon part of it see through. And you can see it just one after another. It gets deeper and deeper until eventually you can see straight through the moon and straight to Ohm. All right, that should uh, take care of you uh, looking and getting the Ohm thing. Uh, just, I guess, look through your telescope, point it at the Leek's Garden, and uh, you should be good. All right, guys, if anyone wants to get in close, uh, maybe we can just zip back to, uh, Le- to, to Leek's Garden. But, you know, we got to be on guard because last time we were there, it was swarming with bug people. And uh, we don't know what's going to have happened to Randy or to Apophis. So, you know, all hands on deck and all eyes peeled. Can we take the bike with us at least? I don't know. Keep it close. Yeah, wrap your legs around it and really think about it as we go. All right. Okay, everyone put their hand on my shoulders. Oh, it's so much easier to focus when they're not being attacked by a bunch of Ant-Man. Uh, I pulled the telescope and I tried to find uh, Leek's garden on home. You look through your telescope and are scanning Ohm through this hole made through the moon. And you're looking and looking. And then you see it. The church. The little platform into cool. You start zooming in and zooming in and zooming in. And then you feel it. The magic building. Good luck, guys. And, uh... Keep taking the credit for my Baroque Spire thing. It really helps me out. Okay, bye! You teleport. And that's where we're going to end the episode.